Hey, this is Babyface, and you know I got so. Uh, you know, first off, congrats on the new album. You know, it's an honor to speak with you, you know, a legend like yourself about this new project. And so great to see that, you know, after so many decades of success, you're here, you're still here putting out such quality work. I guess, um, you know, we were, we were a bit surprised when you did some collaborations. You know, a lot of the, the newer generation of R&B female artists are on this album. What was the decision like to do a collaboration project like that? Um, to be honest, the decision, it was a suggestion um, from uh, my partner on the project, Rika, uh, who um, actually came up with the idea to to do this project. Um, it was kind of like a waiting XL 2.0, but instead of me just writing everything, it was more of an idea to collaborate with all these girls and write with them and so that it would be with their voices as well as my voices, which I think ended up being an excellent idea it was um, educational as well as fun as well, um, putting it together. And, you know, the whole idea um, kind of spewed from after doing verses with Teddy Riley, which is funny, there was, um, I grabbed, a, uh, I picked up a whole lot more fans than I thought that I had at a different age group. And, um, and I thought, <clears throat> what is a way that I can still reach that fan base? And this was a clever way to still be able to kind of reach them without, like, being stuck in the 90s or being, uh, or just giving exactly what my what my core audience usually would like that doesn't necessarily, you know, go as go as far today. It only goes so many places because of just radio in, in general. So right. the um, landscape's changed. So right. sometimes you got to change, if you can, you can change with the landscape. Right. Well, you mentioned it was educational for you to work with some of these artists. What was the biggest surprise for you, I guess, doing these collaborations? Well, it's just kind of just being a writer, being a producer, and and learning, being in there, and kind of already listening to things in general. But when you listen to artists and listen to music today and R&B today and how people phrase things, how people talk, what they talk about, what they and how they say it, it's a, it's different than it would have been years ago, and and I'm not necessarily in that in the streets or hearing that conversation on a daily basis. And even right. when you listen to it, it still isn't part of your part part of your everyday. So um, it was nice to be be there and soak it up, and so that, so that I could be genuine and. And my my approach for it because you know you never want to get caught looking like you're chasing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, something you mentioned was it was like a modern day waiting to exhale soundtrack. So, you know, how would you compare just the creation of this album and then looking back versus creating that you know soundtrack years ago? Was were there any similarities in the creative process? Not really. It was totally different because, in, in all honesty, in all honesty, the only Similarities is that it's all girls. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, it's completely different because it was based off of a movie. It was based off of um, a particular um, script, a particular scenes, and right. written specifically for that. So, and so every person that came in, I kind of had them in mind a little bit, but the but the scene was already written, and it was uh, and the scene was written, and the song was kind of already written, and I wrote it towards 
having them in mind, but not really specifically for them. You know, it could have the players could have changed. Right, that makes sense. But something that was cool was like you kind of let some of the ladies take the lead. You know, uh, you were a bit more in the background. It was almost like you were the featured artist on the song, and they were kind of the main artists. Was it your was that your, uh, you know, the way you set out to do, have them more stand out and just you kind of coming in the back? How, how did that work out? Yes, I, I, I wanted to, ultimately as I started, I, 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 I wanted to kind of showcase these these artists. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be about them more than it was about me. Um, and, I did, and I needed to figure out how to do that and even be a part of it without, looking like the creepy uncle in the room trying to go at the door. Yeah. So um, uh, that was also, you know, on purpose, um, of figuring out ways to do it so they felt, once again, organic and felt like it wasn't just, wasn't me trying to push me. It was, it was certainly my art and my, my production art in that sense and, and, and working with the girls. But other than that, it was it was really a platform for these girls. Right. But it, it was cool listening because, um, you know, like you mentioned a bit, it wasn't you trying to do too much. Like we felt like, you know, they were giving you some of their sound, the more younger sound, but then at the same time you were giving them some of what you're known for. So it was kind of like you met in the middle, and that's why I thought yeah. it was cool that it, it ended up organic. Yes, I, I wasn't I wasn't trying to abandon um, what I do completely because had I done that, then it wife even calling a baby face album whatsoever. Right. Um yeah. it had it was a it was us collaborating and because of that, you know, pieces of you always kinda of sound through. Absolutely. You know, we couldn't help but think of back to your, your days when you, you started LaFace with LA Reed when you were kinda of taking some of those younger artists under your wing and kinda of giving them a platform, you know, everyone from, you know, the Ushers, T L C Tony Braxton, sure. um, Donnell Jones, Outcast, et cetera, on and on. Um you know, can you reflect back on on those times just for a moment um, and, and remember what it was like helping those artists back then find find their sound and their voice and help them break out? I, um, you know, you never looked at it as helping you. It was always just the art of it. So mm-hmm. it was like um, no one was thinking, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook you up. Now you can work with me. Be happy. <laughs> it was always more of just, kind of happy to work with an artist that was talented and a chance for your songs to live or a chance for to push push another producer that had something something cool, you know, from Dallas Austin to Jermaine Dupree to, you know, or to organize noise. They were they those guys were bringing things to the table. So it was a label situation. And I think that the whole idea of of helping to open open doors, if if it works out then you help help that door open, you know. Um, it doesn't always work out, but the process of just uh, going through the going through the work and being in the studio and uh, is is just as important because you can take that to the you can take that with you for life and where where wherever else you end up. Right, I, I just have to give you props on on that again though because many people realize you as baby babyface, a legendary singer songwriter, obviously one of the greatest songwriters of all time but they don't realize you help be the platform for these other artists who then also became stars. And that was a big, that's a big part of your legacy too, that often doesn't get acknowledged. So, you know, thank you for, you know, giving those contributions there as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
there, there is one artist I want to mention as well because we've become close with him under the, over the years, and we're big supporters, and that's John B. And I know you you were a big part of his beginnings yeah. as well. Can you just reflect back on on working with John B. early on? Yeah, John B. Um, was a kid who was founded by um, uh, Tracy, my my ex, uh, who actually started the record label Jabium, and then John B. came through, and uh, he was just this really talented kid that. Um, had so many songs that he had already written, it. and he, he like he had a song full. He had had a um, I don't know a suitcase full of broken heart songs, <laughs> and hmm. uh, and he had uh, and so he was he was eighteen or nineteen. He was so young, um, and he was uh, just already pro- prolific, and so it was um, it was a. It was a pleasure to work with him, and it was also a pleasure to stay out of his way <laughs> because he, you know, um, we did one song. We did a couple of songs together. The, the opening song we did together, Someone to Love. It was so, we were so similar to each other that I didn't want to keep keep in there to where he, where his identity wouldn't, wouldn't be able to show because John B. has always had, had his own thing as well. And um, so he... Uh, unfortunately, you know, um, he stuck, you know, something, um, something had happened then and, and people, people liked him. And to this day, people, um, John B is, is remembered as, you know, that one kid that's got soul and, 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 and that it comes natural and he doesn't chase it, you know, and, um, and he's always had that. That's always been part of his, part of his thing. And, um, it's, um, I, it, it, I wish it had gotten bigger than what he had got at this point, but you can't ever call, can't ever make those calls. Um, but the one thing is that people still think and still like Jabu to this day. Absolutely, he's still killing it to this day uh, on the road doing t- shows. People are showing up to support him, and uh, you know we love that guy. Thank you for you know your contributions to his career and helping him you know break out and uh, become someone we still love today. Of course. I mean, th- this is going to be a hard question to probably for you to answer, but you know, you have more probably more written hits than uh, just about anyone we can find. And you know, I would just love to hear about your writing process. Like, how how do these hit songs come to you? What is the process of you know from from start to to finish of you putting a song together? But it varies and it's varied over the years. And a lot of times, it was just me inside a a closet with my four tracks or my or my MPC or whatever, and just kind of constantly, I'll just every day just kind of trying to come up with something, not knowing whether it was a hit or not, but just kind of just writing stuff that we, that you felt was heartfelt or not, and and, and you just kind of just did that on the you go to work every day, and and sometimes it would be with other people, and sometimes it wouldn't be, um, and it's um, it's one of those things where you know, initially you, you write songs, and and they're not necessarily commercial ready, uh, and that was learned over the years. I think how to, you know, put hooks together and put verses together that are catchy and and doesn't go too long. You kind of get to the good part sooner. And and in the '90s, you were always able to do vamps and and uh, and you know structure the song a particular way, like the Boys and Men songs and stuff like that. So. It became a simpler process 
in that way. Um, but I think that um, ultimately it, it changes over the years in terms of the writing process because um, sometimes it's, it's a lot more collaboration. And I, I collaborate more so I don't sound like I'm just in the 90s at this particular point because you can get stuck kind of doing the same thing without even knowing you're doing the same thing. Uh, you think you're doing it differently, but you're not. So um, that's uh, that's what the collaborating that's where the collaborating helps, and you do learn from that as well as as I mentioned earlier. So the writing process is ever changing. I should say that. Got it. You know, it's interesting looking at your your discography here of all of the artists you've worked with, all of the music you've created. I just wonder, does it ever hit you? You know, how much great music you you've created? Because I, I've interviewed many, many, many artists, and and not many of them have the even close to what you've accomplished here. Like, do, do you ever think about, um, wow, you know, I really created some of the greatest R&B songs and, and even beyond R&B into other genres of all time. Like, does that ever occur to you? I, you know, people say it uh, to me uh, a lot, I guess, and more, and more recently. And, and I think that, I don't sit back and think about it per se. Like when I do a show, I go through a medley of songs that I wrote, and, and you know, it's about. I don't, I, I don't touch hardly any of them that I've done throughout the years. But that's a good deal. It's probably like thirty minutes of, of you know, doing covers of songs that I've written for other people, um, and. Um, I think that the, the biggest thing is when I was doing all of this. I wasn't thinking about it in terms of quantity or anything. I was just kind of writing songs. And so it just, it just gradually just kind of caught up. And you wake up and then one day you got a bunch of songs that you do with a bunch of songs. And then, and that's, that's really it. I don't know that it's not quite like, because I think the difference is because it was so spread out, and so many different people. It wasn't like being Smokey Robinson where you went and you wrote for the hit guys. You wrote for the Temptations, you wrote for the Supremes, you wrote for Stevie, you wrote for these all these superstars that were all there at one point, so it felt like a movement. Whereas this was like, oh, let me go here, let me go there, go there, go there. Oh, you want to work? Great. And so it, it so it, it felt, that's why it snuck up. Yeah. Nobody was re- really seeing it happen thinking of it in the way that it was because it was it was so broken in terms of where it would come from and who would go to. It wasn't all at one place. Yeah. Had it been at one place then maybe it would look different. But it was it was everywhere. Right. All right. I mean still think you're being a bit humble, but you know, it, it it's it's um I wanna thank you again for your contributions. You know, you like I said, you created some of the greatest songs of all time, some timeless, timeless songs that will live on forever. Your legacy is, is, you know, cemented. So thank you for everything. Thank you. I appreciate that. This, this might be another hard question to answer, but uh, do you ever think about uh, or look back and think that's that's the best song I wrote, in your opinion? Like, you, you look at it, it's the best quality in some way or th- that stands out to you. Is that even possible to answer? Um, I think that... I mean, the songs I feel uh, proud of, but I think for me... I always like to say I haven't written the best song yet, um, mm. and, and um, that perfect song I don't know that I've I've got to that yet. 
there's one song I think I wrote in high school that I never recorded that I think might be my best song. Um, wow. Um, because of just the, just the, I, I'm kind of amazed that I, I wrote it in high school and that I was writing those chords and writing the, the structure of it and it just kind of hit me. I think I did have it recorded. If someone used it as a gospel song once. I said, go ahead, try it. Um, right. And as a, it's it's really one of those songs that that I felt like okay that was a really good song for for the time period for what it was it was a little I was a little ahead of my time that would be the only thing where when I listened to that song I said okay that kid had something he wrote it eight, this song at eighteen years old and I I wrote a couple songs at eighteen years old that ended up being used much later and so like okay. I can see that most of the stuff was terrible, but uh, yeah. there were a couple of good ones that were in there, you know. Well, you'll have to look forward to hearing those someday if they, if they do make it out of the vault. That, that would be interesting yeah. to see if it ends up on you or a different artist. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> um, just two more questions for you. Um, is This is another one that might be hard to answer, but when you look back at, uh, you know, all the times you spent in the studio and think about some of the hits you made, is there a session that, that you look back on and, and think like, that was the hardest song that, that I make? Maybe the process of creating that song just was so stressful or strenuous of, of getting a, one of those hit songs together. Does anything like that come to mind? Um, nothing in particular, but I'm sure there were 20 of those and 20 times where you're scratching your head trying to get something right and, um, Probably would have been more on myself than it would have been, would have been on the artist that might have been working on at the time. There were there were songs that I did that were failed attempts, you know, where mm. I couldn't get it right, so it never kind of came out. Um, right. But it, it's it's that's why you know it's never it's never automatic where you say I know this is it. You don't know, and so yeah. it's not really humble. It's just really not knowing. Yeah. Uh, and and when it when it works, and that's great. I don't walk away thinking, damn, I really did that one. I, I, I knew exactly how to hit him that one. You right. don't know. So, um, so I'm, you know, I'm blessed and been lucky for, for the things to work that have worked, you know, um, right. and, and just to be in the room with some people that, that certainly made it, uh, made it a little more possible because of who they were and who their voice, what their voices were like. So right. had I done the work by myself, they wouldn't have had the same luck. So absolutely, makes sense. And uh, just last one for you, um, you know, you're someone who's had success as a solo artist in you know so many different decades now: 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and now 2020s. Um, you know, we always talk about the evolution of of R&B music, and so many people have so many different opinions. And I would love to hear. Your opinion, your opinion on how R&B has evolved uh, over the decades you've been involved in the genre. Well, I think for a minute it was, it had got kind of a little bit stale. It, we, we've gone through different different versions of it and things that were hot and things that were, you know, uh, from uh, it, you know the. Just the soul, how the well, you got the new old, new old soul kind of movement, and um, mm. and 
um, you know, from uh, Erica Badu to Jill Scott to Music Soul Child, those are the things that we love. And that was that was the mark of it. Now you have um, now you have Summer Walker, you have uh, SZA, you have things that are being different. You have Kiwani. It's not it is not all the same at right. this point. And so, and then you have the idea of R&B when you when you try to say what is R&B and who is R&B. And, well, should we not include uh, Steve Lacey on that? Uh, and and how how incredible his run is at this particular point. And all those songs that give you um, feelings of what Prince may have done, or you know, you can hear his influences in Steve Lacey's music as well, or Get Me On as well. So mm-hmm. it's you know uh, to um, the Jasmine Sullivan. There's a lot of music out there that's not all the same at this particular point. So I would say that people are trying to look to specific for a specific kind of R&B and say that R&B isn't the same anymore. That's because you're trying to get the same R&B, the same '90s, the same kind of feel as what it was. It's changed and it's different and it, and it evolves and it is yeah. and it does very does well. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great perspective on it. I appreciate you sharing that with us, and certainly, you know, glad to see you willing to embrace the evolution and some of the you know great new voices we have now. Yeah, I mean that's 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 always it's been that way throughout history. So, you know. Um, I think that um, radio has changed. So, I think because of that, it looks different. But these artists like Kaylani and Steve Lacey and and SZA, they don't need radio the same way. They stream more than radio. Right. Um, And so... You know, it looks different and it feels different because we don't hear it the same way because the audience, they they have a direct feed to them. So we don't know exactly what's going on the same way. We can only know by the fact that when Kaylani goes up and she's selling out of these. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us. Of course. I got. I got to ask one quick last thing. Is there any artist you have not had a chance to work with that you still would like an opportunity to? My dream artist is, uh, and I don't know that it'll ever happen, but my dream artist would be Sade. Mm. Wow, I can't believe that hasn't happened so far. Well, she just kind of works with her crew, so that's why. Yeah, I yeah. But that would be my dream artist. Nice. Cool. All right, babyface, that's all we had for you. Anything you'd like to add? Oh, no, I think we're good. Oh, no, I think we're good. Oh, no, I think we're good.